Jewish audio on Chabad.org. The Ruse of the Three Letters by Asheron Baltazar Out of nowhere, Zalman's network of businesses suddenly collapsed, leaving him scrambling to pick up the pieces. Not long before, he had found himself nearing the societal ceiling of Lilo, Poland, sitting on a fortune amassed from shrewd investment and hard work. Merchants from across the land sought his partnership, and he married off his son and daughter in lavish settings, giving them generous gifts with which to begin their new lives. But now he rushed to blindly sell everything he owned, even his house, in an attempt to resuscitate his dying business. Nothing helped. His children shunned him, using various pretexts to turn a blind eye to his misfortune. And as if things couldn't get any worse, his wife passed away. After a bout of illness, poor Zalman was left with nothing and no one. With a grief-sodden heart, he approached Rabbi Israel of Ruzhin for assistance. Hmm. I'm sure there are many in Lila who would help you, said Rabbi Israel. I'll write a letter to the city's Hasidim detailing your situation. They'll help you get back on your feet. There's nothing to worry about, I assure you. There is one thing I ask of you, however. Upon your return home, find yourself a God-fearing spouse. True to the Rebbe's word, the committee soon delivered a sum of 500 zlotis to the formerly wealthy man. Zalman wasted no time. He invested the money and reignited his business with much success. He also married a distinguished woman who came to the marriage with a 200 zloty dowry. His misfortune had come to an end. And now, noticing his father's return to a life of wealth, Zalman's son revived their kinship and stopped by to talk more often. But it seemed filial love wasn't the motive. Always sure to avoid the new wife, the son dripped words of acid into his father's ears about his recent decisions. The daughter also chimed in. You, you should have never remarried, they told him. Your age, I mean, you're not exactly young. This woman is nothing but more responsibilities. Divorce her and come live with one of us. Zalman was wise enough not to listen to his children, but they were relentless. They would do everything Zalman wished. They promised if only he would do one thing, leave his wife for them. They were persuasive. With time, Zalman began to wonder whether he'd done the right thing. On the way to a business fair, he decided to stop in Segora, Sadigora in Yiddish, where Rabbi Israel of Ruzhin was then living. Maybe my children are right, Zalman suggested to Rabbi Israel. Could it be that they have my best interests in mind? Recently, I felt convinced by their promises. Rabbi Israel knew better. The sages say that one is allowed to bend the truth for the sake of peace, said the rabbi. I want you to write three letters. One to your wife, one to your son, and one to your daughter. In the letters, tell them you've lost all your wealth and lack even a home, and you need to stay with them for some time. Send the letters and remain here in Setagora as my guest. Zaman did so and waited impatiently for the replies, and three letters addressed to Zalman the merchant soon arrived. He tore the first one open and read, a frown steadily creasing his face. 
Dear Father, I ask your forgiveness and understanding. I've been plagued by a miserable financial spell and I'm unable to host you. Hopefully the community in Setagora will take care of you. Zalman looked at the signature and felt strangely empty. It was from his son. He set the letter aside and reached for the second envelope. This one was from his daughter. It pains me to write this, but I can't help you. My daughter has recently become engaged to a wealthy man, and the wedding expenses are overwhelming. Another soul in, his, in this house would be very difficult to sustain. Perhaps it would be better for you to stay in Satagora than to come back to that wicked wife of yours. Salman opened the third letter, the one from his wife. I've received your troubling message. I assure you that as God has helped us through everything we've endured, he'll continue guiding us now and well. Don't worry. I will sell my jewelry to provide a home for you. And as for livelihood, I'm willing to work in the market selling baked goods. Well, tears flowed down Zalman's cheeks. Holding the letters, he entered Rabbi Israel's chambers. Seems like you've received your answer, said Rabbi Israel. And he bade Zalman farewell. Back in Lilo, Zalman asked the driver to wait in a nearby alley. His wagon was brimming with goods, but he was not ready to reveal that just yet. He marched inside, wearing his travel-stained clothes, looking like a man who had lost everything. His wife didn't even seem to notice anything wrong. At his entrance, her eyes lit up, and she greeted him with a warm smile, repeatedly comforting him over his losses. Salman also notified his children that he had returned to Lilo, but the pair disregarded his invitation to meet. And only then did Zalman instruct the driver to roll the overburdened wagon into the yard. From his travel bag, Zalman presented his wife with precious jewelry as a gift. He then spared no detail, telling her of the events, leading him to act out the ruse. He was grateful for his wife's love and support, and grateful to Rabbi Yisrael, whose wisdom had allowed him to retain that love.